0: Welcome to the Tune In and Level Up podcast. I am Glenda Hovenkamp, your host, and so happy you tuned in for a few minutes of leveling up together. I love having deep conversations on meaningful topics, some spiritual, some practical. Come as you are, tune in while walking, cooking dinner, driving, or just putting your feet up at the end of the day. Here's to both of us getting some takeaways that help in our leveling up journey. Today, my guest is Kathy Lecky. She is a coach who helps others recover from codependency and she certainly has credibility. Her ex-husband was convicted and went to prison. She gave an amazing TED talk and she has invested a great deal in her own recovery. She has so much to share, so stay tuned for Kathy. Hi, Kathy, and welcome to Tune In and Level Up. Hi, Glenda. So glad you're here with us today. May I, may I ask you some questions?
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. So you actually did a TED Talk in 2014. you want to give us some backstory and maybe tell us about that TED Talk?
1: Sure. The TED Talk is actually one of the, the best things that I have ever done um, for myself. And it turned out for my family. At the time that I went in, uh, it was, or at the time that I was on the stage was two weeks after my now ex-husband had gone to prison. And up until that point, we had been living um, in Connecticut uh, with our kids um, all in school there, and three, three kids together. And everything was great. Uh, We had a perfect little life. And I talk about that in the TED Talk, how on the outside, everything looked great. But on the inside, there were definitely some issues happening. So when he left, uh, I sat down and wrote this TED Talk, which was actually very healing for me. But when I got on the stage, what happened was that we put the story out there for everybody to know. And it it stopped being a secret that we were all uh, ashamed of and, and worried about people finding out about. So for my kids, that was really helpful because they didn't have to walk around and wonder uh, if somebody knew or not. Um, so that was, you know, that was kind of the start. I, I look at that point in time, as when I was really strong. People couldn't believe that I was able to do that TED Talk in the midst of everything that was going on. They were surprised when they found out that I was, I had to come up with a new career because I had lost my job when our family business closed and I was able to figure out how to financially support our kids with the help of plenty of people, trust me. and so I was really strong at that point, but I also have realized now, and which is part of why I'm doing the coaching, is that I was not as healthy as um, I might have been.
0: That makes total sense. I know that originally your plan, what at the in that TED talk, was to talk about your three children, who and specifically your son, who was ten at the time, and they were they were doing great things like little, little philanthropists and you shifted and you just took that courageous step to actually be real transparent about what was going on with you. Is that right?
1: Yeah. What actually, when I went in to interview for the Ted talk, it was for my son to be able to give it, um, for a few years prior to that, when we were living in Connecticut, um, he had started, um, A nonprofit, we had started a nonprofit where all three kids were involved in um, community activities that were raising money and awareness for different issues. And we loved it. It was uh, something that brought our family together. We were in the community. We were, we really um, thought that we were going to be doing that for a long time. And that was one of the things, unfortunately, that kind of got lost in the, um, along with. A lot of the other losses that happened after my ex went to prison. So um, when I sat down in the interview, I told them about all the great things that we were doing. And when they said the things that they typically say, which is, you know, your kids are amazing, what a great mom, um, I started to tear up and started to. Cry a little bit and told them that they had no idea what our family was actually going through, Um, that it wasn't as great as it looked on the outside. So I told them the truth. And that was when one of the women at the table reached over and grabbed my hand. And she said, you need to talk about, you know, you have something to say. There's something that you need to talk about. And so that's how I ended up um, being able to do the TED Talk.
0: Which I I listened to the TED talk, Kathy, and you honestly were unbelievable. And probably that TED talk is one of the reasons why I invited you to be a guest on on my podcast. All right. So now we know on the other side of this that you were scared to death. You had a lot of fear at the time. Can you please speak to that about how you had a lot of fear?
1: I was terrified. And, you know, I even the day of the, the TED Talk um, was one of the most terrifying days for me. But like, you know, we talked about earlier when before we um, started was using uh, our breath to calm down. And that's what I now teach in my coaching, but I had to really use my breath. What the what I was At the time when we were going through everything, fear was absolutely the most um, overwhelming feeling that I had. I was afraid of how this would impact my kids. I was afraid of the issues that, um, you know, that they might have as they grew up in their teenage years and beyond. I was afraid of not being able to feed my family. Um, I was afraid of the relationship. That I, you know, was going to have with my uh, ex-husband. It was just such. There was so much fear of the unknown. Um, what if I lost my job? What if I couldn't find a job? It was. It was just overwhelming.
0: Honestly. Mm-hmm. So fill the fill our listeners in on how things have turned out with your marriage. Uh,
1: our marriage did not survive the um the time in prison, actually, once he left the our house, which was by far the the worst day of my life um you know we we went to the kids and I went to bed um and when we woke up in the morning he had left I had family that Brought him to the prison so that I didn't have to travel in the winter and uh, in the snow and go through that experience of leaving him there, which I was very thankful for. And uh, we woke up in the morning. It was a snow day. And so we were all kind of stuck in the house together. And at dinner time, we sat at the table and we said, All right, well, we made it through one day, we can make it through another. And that was how we did it we We did it one day at a time, sometimes we did it an hour at a time or a minute at a time and um, it it was uh taking it was taking just a small amount of faith that things were gonna work out and and holding on to that um I actually had a little quote that said you know something about the Uh, just having faith the size of a mustard seed. And I had that on my refrigerator. And every day, it was a reminder that I just needed that small amount of belief that things were going to work out for us, which is what kept me going. And it kept me taking one small step at a time. If it was just an email, um, or a phone call, or whatever it was, um, because those, those things seem to be the like, the most tremendous act going to the grocery store was like uh, one of the hardest things for me, and so um, just taking the each step each day, each small step each day is what eventually moved us forward.
0: I know it. It you just had a unbelievable courage, even though it probably didn't feel like it at the time. But looking back, I'm it sure didn't. you did it yourself. So hidden in some of the hardest things can be real blessings. And you've actually become an expert on codependency, but you had to go through some things to become that expert. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yes. So um, people used to say to me all the time that I was so strong and I used to honestly look at them like they were crazy and say, I don't, I don't feel strong. I, I actually feel like I'm falling apart. There were days where I felt like I would just collapse on the ground with no warning because I couldn't imagine how I move forward. I couldn't imagine how my body was keeping up. And so during that time, you know, I definitely was drink, there were times when I was drinking too much. Um, I was, uh, Out of the house, I was dating, trying to somehow replace that husband-father figure for our family, thinking that somehow I was going to, uh, you know, save our family that way and kind of put it back together, not understanding that everything um, had changed the way that it actually did. And so my behaviors were unhealthy. My relationships were unhealthy with my kids, with um, basically you know with a lot of people um in situations and so what happened is i you know i i went through probably 5 years of these unhealthy relationships and dating and i finally met someone who i thought was perfect for me and um everything seemed great but it turned into being a very very unhealthy relationship And although it was short, it only lasted six months from beginning to end. That is what cracked me wide open, like harder than my divorce did. Um, And it's when I finally realized that I was the common denominator in all of these unhealthy relationships and that it had to, I didn't know what it was, but that it had to have something to do with the way I was behaving um, or the way I was thinking. And so I started to do my own healing and research and reading and listening to podcasts and doing all of these things. And it always came back to healing from codependency. And I had been in Al-Anon for years prior, but I didn't connect the um, the lessons that I had learned in Al-Anon to codependency. It just didn't connect for whatever reason. Um, And So in that healing is when I actually started to get the peace and the stability that I had been begging for. All I kept saying for years is I just want peace. I just want stability. And that I finally got through the healing from codependency. So when I started to, uh, somebody asked me to run some group coaching for them, a therapist, and I knew that it although their practice uh, focused on toxic relationships that I didn't want to focus on the toxic part. I wanted to focus on the healing part, which is what came through the, the healing from codependency. So now, like you said, I had to have gone through those situations to have learned the lessons that I learned. Um, and now I look at everything as a lesson. So everyone that I meet, I, look at um, as an opportunity to learn something else about myself or the world. Um, Every situation, whether I think it's good or bad for me, is really a learning opportunity. That frame for me is what gets me through now. So there's there's no fear of something that I can't handle anymore. There's no fear of making a mistake anymore. It's knowing that it's either going to go the way I want it to go, or I think it should go, or I'm going to learn something from it.
0: Mm. Well, quite a journey. So in the past three years, you have developed this coaching business. And so you you have some certifications. Would you like to tell our listeners what you're certified in?
1: Sure. Well, I had, um, I originally was a teacher, so I have a degree in education and minor in uh, behavioral psychology. I do have a certificate in life coaching um, in mindfulness, which is something that I really bring into all of my coaching. Um, the way I do the classes is that every class has a a, a time to learn a different breathing or meditation practice so that um, you know that's something that people can work into their self-care routine, which is really, self-care really is the cure for, uh, healing from codependency. And, um, so the, you know, we do affirmations, we do a a little bit of a, a conversation on the topic and, uh, and then there's journal prompts. I really and truly believe in healing through journal writing, um, and connecting with myself that way.
0: Hmm. And so, um, did you do some group, some group coaching and one-on-one is there anything else that I'm missing?
1: No, that's, um, that's typically sometimes people will meet with me one-to-one for, you know, maybe one or a few sessions if they're not comfortable coming into a group, but what happens when they come into the group, which is small, we, I, I limit it to, um, on less than 10 people there are in a group. And once they come in, they realize that uh, there's nothing to be afraid of, that mm-hmm. they can share if they choose to, they definitely do not have to. But what they find is another uh, a group of people who finally understand what they're going through, that they may have been unable to find in their friends or their family, um, to no fault of their own, they just haven't been through similar situations.
0: Mm hmm. So I'll have this in the show notes, but your website for your coaching business is Kathy dot com. And that's Kathy with a K. K. A. T. H. Y. L. E. C. K. E. Y. Is that right?
1: Yes. yep.com. Dot com.
0: Anybody who wanted to could contact you through your website.
1: Mm-hmm. My that's TED good. talk is on the um, is on that site as well.
0: Perfect. Um,
1: they can you can see the whole story.
0: You've come so far, Kathy. So how are you doing now?
1: I am, um, I'm doing really well right now. Um, and so there's a couple of things I want to, that's it. I, that, that question has always been complicated for me. Um, it's very hard for me to say, you know, I'm doing well, or I'm not doing great. Um, but the, the truth is, I'm is both. Um, there are parts of my life that are, my relationships have been repaired with my kids and uh, friends and family through my healing from codependency. My relationship with money has changed in the way that, you know, I used to not be able to order a pizza for dinner for my family. And I was able to just buy a condo um, last year. So my, my life has changed and become so much more peaceful and full of joy and stable But I also go through it still, and you know, I spent some time on the phone in sobbing and tears today, working through some of the things that I'm, you know, experiencing every day. Life doesn't stop happening. It's just that when we heal from codependency, we stop being afraid of what's coming, and we know that we can, we can cry, we can feel our emotions. We don't have to be in denial. We can see what's happening. you know, let it happen and then move on. Mm. So, so it's good. Um, you know, it's good and it's, it's life.
0: (laughs) So do you, in a, in our last, um, my last question for you, do you have some words of wisdom or some advice for any of our listeners who maybe have never sought out the services of a life coach? or um, have not taken any mindfulness courses or whatever, or just anything in general, what would you like to share with our listeners? I think the biggest thing is that uh,
1: some people don't understand a lot about codependency. They may have never heard about it. They may think that it's um, tied to certain things, but really and truly codependency boils down to just being disconnected from ourselves and when we're in that codependency it's very hard we're in denial it's hard for us to see the truth it's hard for us to see what's happening it's hard for us to communicate um that's why you know when we become people pleasers we don't know how to say no to things we don't have boundaries so I would say, you know, if those things sound familiar to you, if those behaviors sound familiar to you, look into codependency a little bit. Um, the beautiful part about it is that the healing from codependency is very simple. It's not easy, but it's really simple. And, and it comes down to, you know, things like using our breath, finding what makes us really happy, um, staying present. So the 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 great thing for me is that people tend to see all of the ways that they're codependent, but they forget that there's just one thing that will heal everything at the same time, which is self-care. And that's what um, I actually have my workbook. Uh, I didn't even tell you that is that I just put out a workbook called my self-care shit, the workbook, and it's a, a collection of lists and a place for you to write down um, all of the things that you discover as you're healing from codependency.
0: Well, you re- in the- that title. What was the name of the title?
1: <laughs> it's called <laughs> My Self-Care Shit, the workbook. It's on Amazon. Um, I'm not allowed to spell out. So it's S-H uh, asterisk T. Um, <laughs> but it's it, I, you know, I wrote that workbook for myself and i i did it on my phone i would just keep lists and lists as i was healing of things that i was proud of myself for things that i wanted to do when i had time um you know proof that i was lovable all of these things even my favorite movies because when we're codependent we lose that connection to ourselves, and we know what everybody else like sticks out for ourselves so I started making all these lists, and then as I was coaching, people on my coaching calls were saying the th- same things. I don't know what I like anymore. I don't know what brings me joy anymore. So I put it out there for them, and now it's available
0: for everybody on Amazon. That is amazing. <clears throat> and so it's um, it is a it's called my self care shit, and it's your own workbook available on Amazon, and I'll have that in the show notes as well. Yes. Kathy, thank you so much for your time and your generosity and sharing your story with us. I'm so glad you're doing well. Uh, I think you're amazing. You're like a walking miracle. I, I love that smile on your face. And I know great things are ahead of you. And you're, you're doing a, an amazing body of work with others, sharing your experience with them. So more power to you. Just keep on keeping on. Thank you. Do you know the best part? part
1: about that glenda is that i can take that compliment um and i actually can feel proud of myself whereas i you know i couldn't see it before but the um that's just the best part about the healing from codependency is that you get to feel good about yourself
0: all right for you (laughs) thank
1: you kathy thank you for having me i love it
0: Hey, listeners, this is your host, Glenda Hovenkamp. I am looking for a new list of guests for upcoming podcast episodes. I know you have some heroes in your life, some who are serving others, helping them to level up, some who have leveled up themselves. Would you be so kind as to refer them to me and suggest that they'd be a good guest on my podcast? Or provide their contact information to me and I will reach out to them. Thanks so much and thanks for listening. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Tune In and Level Up. Please come back. Until next time, let's make every day and every opportunity count.